today is one of those days where I'm taking kind of a long look back over the past several years and really getting a deeper sense of the changes and the transformation that can take place when someone sustains a long-term practice of mindfulness and mindful coping. And for me, this was really about taking a look at my own life and my own experiences and what changes or at least what differences in my perception of what I think is happening to me and what I think people are communicating to me and just what's happening in all situations that are external to me and also taking a close look at the changes that I've seen take place in people whom I've worked with and also taught to a certain degree, in some cases more than others. And this is one of those that it's hard, it really can't be measured at all, and that's one of the things I love about this, is it can't really be quantified, it can only really be felt. And what that means is that I have to really pay attention to really see the difference and having to do that, not really having to do that, but wanting to do that allows me to be even more aware. And there again, this is, there's nothing special about me or doing this. It's, it's available to all of us. And I always love to make sure to remind everyone of that, that it's, it does not take any sort of extraordinary skill set or extraordinary abilities to practice mindfulness or mindful coping. And what I'm really talking about today is about being able to, and this is really the way I phrase it, I don't know if this is the best way to put it or not, but it's about being comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that's something that's kind of a phrase that has stuck with me for a while. I honestly don't remember where I heard it for the first time, but it's one that it really resonates with me on a lot of different levels. And with mindfulness practice, this is something that has helped me be able to do that more effectively, especially when things are very difficult. You know, when I'm in the middle of the storm and things are very tough and I'm having a hard time keeping my bearings, emotionally speaking, and I'm not sure that I can cope with what's in front of me and deal with what I need to take care of when I am in the midst of emotional turmoil like this on a sustained basis. And I'm I'm looking back to the time when I started practicing mindfulness many years ago. And one of the things that drew me to the practice was at some point I became aware of the fact that there are so many things in life, if I choose to, that make me uncomfortable. And I shouldn't say it makes me uncomfortable. I think a more accurate depiction of this is I allow it to make me uncomfortable. And this is not said in a way to judge myself harshly or to beat myself up emotionally or to make myself feel not good about myself or to, you know, feel like somehow I don't measure up. It's, I think this is something that is very, very human and it's very normal and natural to have, you know, habitual mental responses, habitual psychological responses to things that some re- for some reason or another make us uncomfortable and it can be for a lot of different reasons and when I really got to the point where I was able to appreciate the fact that mindfulness practice could help me 
at first it was really about trying to be less uncomfortable. And I didn't, I just did not understand that the idea was really to allow myself to be more comfortable with being uncomfortable. I somehow believed, and there again, not to, uh, to, you know, to, to, to judge myself, but I just didn't understand fully that, you know, my thought at the, at the time was that I really just wanted to be less uncomfortable. I came to a point in my life between 25 and 30 years ago where I just, a lot of the time, I felt uncomfortable for different reasons. There was different stressor, stressors at the time that caused that, and there were different reasons, different choices I had made in my life. And I really wanted to find some way out of that. And I think that's very normal and natural to want that. We want to somehow find something that gives us an ability to escape when we are really feeling uncomfortable about ourselves, about our lives, about the choices that we've made, about where we find ourselves in life. And it's there, there again, there are varying degrees of how, you know, how uncomfortable we can feel in response to different things that are happening. Or it could even be things that are not happening that we wished were happening. So it really does kind of cut both ways. So when I look back at this, I first saw mindfulness practice as some sort of way to get my mind to this place where I could just be okay with everything. That I, I thought somehow that I could find a way out of the of being uncomfortable and that there, there was something with me that I could, you know, that mindfulness practice would help me change about myself and that somehow there was something I needed to learn that would give me the ability to not get so caught up in my own thoughts about everything and that I would not necessarily believe everything that I thought about how I was feeling. But most importantly, I was really looking for a way most importantly, I was really looking for a way to not be plagued by the things that I was feeling. That was really at the root of it. And I've talked to so many people over the years that feel exactly the same way. They just get to a place where they are so tired of the feeling badly for whatever the reason is. And, you know, this could be every negative emotion imaginable because there is a, uh, you know, a large number of those and they all have very subtle shades and gradations. Sometimes we are feeling more than one emotion at once. And the more of that that piles up, the, the more difficult this can become and the more uncomfortable it can become. So as I progressed through this and learning more about it, I spent a lot of time just trying to utilize mindfulness practice to get into a state, a mind state where I could just find calm, where I could just not be struggling so much with being uncomfortable. And I thought somehow if I could change that, if I could get to a place where I no longer felt uncomfortable. It was all about getting somewhere. I wanted to get to a place where I could escape those feelings of discomfort. If I felt bad about myself or my body, or if I felt bad about, you know, where I was in life, I wanted to just go to a different place. And mindfulness practice appeared to me to be some, you know, a practice that I could utilize to get my mind somewhere else on a different wavelength but the, the problem with this and the challenge was that, yes, temporarily, the calm that 
this practice induces, and there's various meditative forms of mindfulness, various forms of meditation that can calm the mind, and these are ancient practices. I know that what ended up happening looking back now was I got to a place where I did not understand that while I temporarily was able to get to a place where I could have some calm, it was kind of like going away on a vacation. You always have to come back. And I shouldn't say you have to. I guess you don't have to. But most people, I think, do tend to find that there's a need to return back to our normal lives. And I was certainly dealing with that, and I was certainly feeling that. So then the idea became trying to do this more in the hopes that I could spend more time away from all the things that made me uncomfortable. And admittedly, in the early stages of my practice, you know, that's really what it was all about for me. I wanted to really, I felt like I was cultivating something. I was, I was seeking and, find, and finding something that kind of made it all go away for a while. And looking back now, I know that what that really was was really the the ability to, you know, practice calming my mind. And this is something that anyone can do who wants to do this. It's just a matter of being committed to sustaining a long-term practice of mindfulness. And there have been numerous scientific studies, brain scans, about what actually happens to the brain when we engage in these ancient meditative practices. And I was really, really liking that. And I was liking the way that I was feeling about myself but the problem was I always had to come back. And I, in fact, my teacher once said to me that that's the human condition. Where there is high, there is also low. And that really, really was true. So when I came to a point where I realized that I always had, you know, I always not so much had to, but needed to come back to the real world and face all of these things that made me so uncomfortable you know, they were never going to go away on their own. And I wasn't able to figure out a way to magically make them go away. And it's only because I'm human. It's not because there's anything wrong with me. It's just that, like all of us, we can't fix everything. We can't control everything. There's always going to be those things that we really can't make go away. And all we can really control is what we can. We can certainly make it somewhat better. And there are things that we can do to deal with certain things where they don't, where they're not, they're no longer a problem or they no longer make us uncomfortable. But for the most part, you know, we, when we come back, there are things that we can't really do a lot about. And those are the the things that really, really caused me a lot of, of difficulty. And although the path narrowed to a certain degree in that I got to a place where, you know, I was able to more effectively deal with some of the things that I could healthily deal with. So the the number of things that made me uncomfortable became somewhat less, but there was still a lot of things that made me very uncomfortable. And I don't know exactly when the shift happened and when things really changed for me, but at some point I woke up one day, and and, and for all I know, it's something that someone could have said to me. It could have been just a realization that came up in my mind, it could have been something I read. I have no I have no real idea. I wish I could remember that, but it really probably is not that important because what's really most important is the end result. And that is that at some point, I, re- I recognized that 
it's not about escaping what makes me uncomfortable, but what it really is, is it's about embracing what does make me uncomfortable and cultivating the ability, and I can only do that if I practice doing it, is to be comfortable, to be more comfortable with being uncomfortable. I don't know if I will ever get completely comfortable with being uncomfortable, and I don't really know that I even need to feel assured that I can. I don't know that it's even really necessary. I think just being able to get to a place where I can recognize that it's really about being more comfortable, about being uncomfortable, then I can learn to really sit with those things that do make me uncomfortable. And that's really what I'm talking about today. That's really the, the where the practice, where the path, if there is a path, that's where it has led to a place where I now feel like I've accepted the fact that there are always going to be things that make me uncomfortable. And I know that sometimes there will be situations where I am comfortable when conditions are a certain way. And then minutes later, if not seconds later, it could be days or weeks or years later, I suddenly find myself back in that place where I'm terribly uncomfortable with it again. And that's really just the fleeting fleeting nature of human existence, the human psyche. This is things are constantly changing and without you know getting really involved in all of the biological or physiological reasons there are just so many things about us physiologically you know brain chemicals uh, you know the neurological conditions that uh, you know things change very quickly for us humans and really for any animals for that matter and there's nothing that I can really do to minimize that or stop it The only thing that I can really do is be able to accept it that one moment I'm going to feel maybe possibly feeling good about myself in a certain situation and only minutes or seconds or minutes later to find myself completely uncomfortable and the situation really has not changed any at all. And then I start speculating and questioning and wondering why I felt comfortable five minutes ago. Why don't I feel comfortable now? What has changed? And what I find is, is that I can get, if I choose to, I really have two choices. I can either start overanalyzing and paralyze myself with analysis about why I feel differently now than I did five minutes ago, or I really can just accept the fact that the human exist, that human existence is essentially fleeting and it's, you know, for biological reasons and it's just the nature of the game. It's just how it works. And I don't really have to understand why that it's that way, but it is. And if I can embrace the fact and accept it, then I really can let go of the need to try to hold on to any good feelings that I'm having. And it's very normal and human. And I'm not saying that I don't do it now because I clearly, on a regular basis, catch myself in the act of, you know, something is going really well and and it's normal and natural to want it to continue and to cling to it and to need for it to be that way only to find myself at some point with things feeling completely different and suddenly I'm emotionally flat on my back trying to figure out what happened and why I feel so bad suddenly so that's really where mindfulness practice comes in in other words it is if I can get to a place where I'm not so wrapped up in how I feel It's really, or why I feel the way that I do. This is really more about 
being able to cope with however I feel and not trying to change it, not trying to make it any different. Because I know that as the more that I tamper with it, the more that I try to force anything to be different, usually it, it tends to, uh, to tend, the more that I try to do that, the less that it's going to happen. And I think that's just really due to the nature of existence. And that's something that's more complicated than I really can even begin to comprehend. So as long as I know that trying to force something really won't work, there's no point in me wasting any time and energy trying to talk myself into feeling any differently. So what am I really left with? What In this case, what I really have is the ability to just pay attention, to just be aware. If I can't change the game, if I can't change what's going on around me, and if I can't control all of these things that it's just really impossible for me to control as a human being. And of course it goes without saying, anything constructive that I can do that is positive and constructive to make my situation or anyone else's situation better, I certainly do want to do that. And it goes, it goes without saying, but I'm really speaking more along the lines of those things about being a human that we can't change. The, uh, the, the nature of existence, the things that we are going to contend with on an ongoing basis, whether we like it or not. And there certainly are those for all of us. And I think you know each and every one of us has a little bit of a different experience in that regard. So this is really just about getting to a place where I am just paying attention to what my mind is doing. And so now it's a matter of having a little bit of distance between me and these feelings of, of being uncomfortable and just recognizing that I'm uncomfortable by just being able to be aware of that without feeling. And there again, it, it's, it's something that takes practice and it's available to any of us. This is not something that you have to be an extraordinary human being to do. It's just a matter of being committed to doing it. And it's really very simple. It does not mean it's easy, but it is certainly very simple if I can just be aware that I am uncomfortable and allow myself to sit with it, and that's really kind of the phrase that I tend to use, it doesn't mean I need to be physically sitting. This is just something that's kind of a, a, a phrase that's used a lot in meditation circles, that uh, you, you know, in that particular world, you know, you sit with something. And I think it really has to do with the fact that for most people, a sustained meditation practice, a meditative practice, many times can be something that you do while seated and being still and letting your mind be quiet and still. So that's why I use that phrase. So if I'm sitting with it, I'm not trying to change it. I'm not trying to distract myself from it. I'm not clinging to it as my identity. If I'm uncomfortable, I don't want to suddenly find myself being busy, being the person that's uncomfortable, and that becomes my identity. It's really not about that. What it's really about is me just realizing that I feel uncomfortable. It doesn't define me. It doesn't mean that that's who I am. It doesn't mean that that's always the way it's going to be for me. And if I really am objective and am willing to look back at my life experiences, I can clearly see that these moments come and go. If I really, and there again, I don't want to get wrapped up in convincing myself of this in the moment. It's really, I think it's critical not to really be trying to convince ourselves of anything when we're in a situation where we're just paying attention. 
there's really no agenda here. There's no need for me to talk myself out of feeling this way. I also don't need to talk myself into trying to be more comfortable with being uncomfortable. It naturally happens, and that's probably the most important point that I want to share, is that it happens without us really making it happen. And all that it really takes to do that is a willingness to be still, a willingness to pay attention to our minds and not identify with all of the thoughts that we have about the feelings that we are currently experiencing. And the more that we practice that, what we find is generally, and with many people that I've taught and shared this with, you develop a little bit of headspace. It may not always be a lot. It may not be, you know, it may just be, it may just be very, very little, but somehow the perspective can change and suddenly we're kind of almost like a witness to our own thoughts and there again the idea is if I'm uncomfortable and I'm so locked in a pattern of thinking about how uncomfortable I am speculating about how long it's going to last wondering if it will ever end and if my life will ever be any different instead of doing that what I really want to do is if that's what my mind's going to do that's what it's going to do But I don't need to cling to it and believe it. And eventually, what I find is, and this happens consistently, that if I just stop really being wrapped up in those thoughts and just see them as passing show or passing phenomenon, then that's really all that it is. In other words, you know, these thoughts come and they go, and 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 there's no need to stop them. And it's just part of how we're wired as human beings. If I can just get to a place where I know that I'm uncomfortable, I can see and feel that I'm uncomfortable, but I trust that at some point it will change. And if there's anything that it makes sense for me to do, then I can just trust that in my own wisdom that when it's time to do whatever I need to do, I'll do it. But that just trying to do something for the sake of doing something just taking, you know, taking, get, you know, just guessing and just, you know, flailing about trying to somehow make it go away, mentally speaking, really normally does not help, at least in my, at least in my experiences. And what has happened is that there are still things that make me uncomfortable. I mean, I've got a list a mile long of things that make me uncomfortable. It's less than it used to be. The, uh, the amount, uh, or I guess the intensity of the discomfort has gotten less and less as I have, you know, disinvested myself of the need to identify with these feelings, but they're still there and I can feel them. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not feeling the need to, you know, there's no goal to go an entire day without feeling uncomfortable for some reason. I gave up on that a long time ago. It's, you know, if I'm going to feel uncomfortable, I'm just going to let it happen. And the idea there is, that I don't need to protect myself against anything. I mean, and we're talking about normal day-to-day, moment-to-moment life situations. I'm clearly not speaking about emergencies, knowing that there are sometimes true emergencies that certainly could make us tremendously uncomfortable. I'm not speaking about that at all. This is just about the everyday, what I call garden variety feelings that we have about just what we go through on a day-to-day basis living our lives. That what I really want to do is just not worry about how I'm going to feel three hours from now or eight hours from now. And I used to do that a lot. If I was feeling particularly comfortable in a certain way, then I was always kind of worried about, oh my gosh, what's going to happen when, 
you know, I start feeling uncomfortable again. If I'm feeling bad about myself or my appearance for some reason and, and suddenly there's a need to worry about, am I going to always feel this way? Am I going to get to a place where I'm never going to want to leave the house? I mean, certainly if I choose to, I can go on that mind trip of talking myself into believing somehow that it's possible for me to feel so bad about myself that I'd never want to leave the house again. And it sounds silly, and I find myself laughing at that because, and, and yet at the same time, it's also something that is, it's very possible. If I really chose to, I think that I could clearly talk myself into that, but I'd have to be willing to give up the practice of paying attention to my mind and really give up on and disinvest from the, the what, whatever level whatever level of objectivity that I have created. And not to really that I've even created it, but it's just it's something that it's been cultivated. I can't say that I directly did anything to make it this way. I just engaged in a practice that allowed me to have to be a little more objective and to be willing to uh, to live sometimes with the ambiguity of that. That sometimes I can be you know somewhat objective and somewhat not objective all at the same time about a certain situation. So really tying all this together it's really taking kind of a uh, kind of a you know a look from you know from high above and really taking a long look back at the road or the path for that matter of how mindfulness can really help us be more comfortable with being uncomfortable and i know for me it's been about you know giving up the need to try to escape it giving up the need to try to change it and really in a lot of ways it's been about giving up the need to dislike it or hate it or however I feel about it. Because how I feel about being uncomfortable, really, at some point, if I'm on the path of wanting to get to a place where I am going to cultivate the ability to be more comfortable with being uncomfortable, it doesn't really matter anymore about how I feel about it. I just accept it as a normal part of life and know that I'm much more likely to be more comfortable if overall, if I'm more more comfortable with being uncomfortable because there's just no way to change it. And I just want to be able to live life on its own terms. And I really find that mindfulness practice is what makes the difference, is what, what actually enables me and empowers me to live that way. And it's really just a conscious choice and the willingness to continue to sustain that practice. It really is possible to be more comfortable with being uncomfortable and to be more in life and just and live it on its own terms without needing to choreograph it or to have any agenda to try to change it and just to do the best I can as a human being. That's really what it ultimately comes down to.